The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Last year, just as Europe was heading towards winter and a time when natural gas usage was expected to soar, a series of explosions undersea caused the Nord Stream gas pipelines 1 and 2 to fracture, thus preventing gas from Russia being exported. But who was responsible for the sabotage? Kui Bono, who would benefit? Mike Hogan has been investigating the likely suspects. Scientists recorded explosions in the Baltic Sea before detecting three simultaneous leaks. The pipeline operator says the damage is unprecedented. Gas bubbles churn the Baltic Sea. 70 metres below sea level, gas is escaping from the Nord Stream pipelines. This is an extraordinary situation. It is an unusual situation. And there are three leaks, even with some distance between them. And that is why it's hard to imagine that what's happening is a coincidence. On September 26, 2022, the Nord Stream 1 and 2 gas pipelines were damaged by several underwater explosions. In the days after the incident, it was widely suspected that these explosions were not accidental, but that it was sabotage. But who carried out these explosions and for what gain? The answer? Well, to this date, nobody apart from those who carried it out actually know. The activities of that day have become one of the biggest geopolitical whodunits of the 21st century. Before highlighting the suspects, Let's go back a little and do a crash course in what Nord Stream is and why the project has always been so controversial. Nord Stream is a network of offshore natural gas pipelines in Europe which run under the Baltic Sea from Russia to Germany. It comprises of two separate projects, Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2, both operated for the most part by Russia's state-owned gas company Gazprom, hence the controversy. Some Central and Eastern European countries, as well as the US, had always expressed their opposition to the project due to concerns that the pipelines would increase Russia's influence in Europe. Nord Stream 1 was officially inaugurated in 2011 at a ceremony held in Lubmin, where the pipes land in Germany. Nord Stream 2 was completed in 2021. It's important to highlight at this point, though, that prior to the leaks, the pipelines hadn't been operating. Nord Stream 1, because of equipment issues at the time, which Russia blamed on sanctions, although it has been long suspected that there were no equipment issues, but that the Russians were using this as an excuse to slow down the flow of gas to Europe. And Nord Stream 2 hadn't entered service at all, due to disputes between Russia and the European Union in the wake of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Both were filled with natural gas, however. Since the explosions, the project has been non-operational. So who did it and why? Suspect number one, Russia. As mentioned earlier, their state-owned gas company Gazprom are the majority owners of Nord Stream. Why on earth would they have anything to do with it? Here's Mikhail Krutkin, an energy analyst. If we see that the explosions occurred inside the pipes, then it was Gazprom. Gazprom could easily send, uh, well, something which uh, the technicians called uh, a pig, 
it's a robot that goes inside the pipeline and it is very easy to well um, send it in the pipe uh, to a specific point and then have it, have it exploded because Gazprom is definitely the company that benefits from the explosions. But Gazprom has been trying to demonstrate to the outer world that uh, it is decreasing uh, the flow of gas to Europe uh, well, for uh, because of some uh, technical problems, such as uh, uh, unsafe turbines and turbines requiring uh, repairs. Uh, well, uh, uh, Siemens, the uh, company that maintains the uh, pipelines, proved that it was not true. They must show that someone was blowing those pipes and Gazprom is not to blame. Because if Gazprom uh, will show us to the world that uh, the decrease or the termination of gas supply was caused by some force majeure, some uh, well uh, circumstances that are beyond the will of Gazprom, then Gazprom is not going to pay the penalty for breaking the uh, contracts and right. failing to deliver the necessary volume of gas. Mikhail Krutikin there, an analyst and consultant on the oil and gas industry and politics in Russia. There is no evidence at all that Gazprom had anything to do with it. Another theory is that the attack took place one day before Poland completed a new pipeline to import Norwegian gas via Denmark designed to reduce its long-standing reliance on Russia. Coincidence or a warning from Putin? Putin, however, has pointed the finger at suspect number two, the USA. Seymour Hirsch is a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. He recently cited an unnamed source who says the sabotage was carried out by the US Navy with the help of the Norwegian Navy, who planted remotely triggered explosives during NATO exercises last September. Hirsch believes the planning of the sabotage happened two months before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Here is Seymour Hirsch. They set up a team to look at options about how to put pressure on the Russian government to back off. They set up a committee to think of options. And the question inside the committee, and it included uh, the usual CIA, NSA, uh, Treasury Department, State Department, you name it. And uh, they met in the secret, secret office building in the uh, across the street from the White House City Executive Office, office building. Uh, the option was, do you want us to do something um, uh, kinetic or somebody not something not kinetic? In other words, um, not kinetic would be uh, more sanctions or something kinetic would be, you know, taking out the pipeline as had been thought about and our answer came pretty quickly the committee involved a lot of sophisticated people in, in the intelligence and operation community uh, concluded you could do it and the white house was told it was possible but at that place as i wrote it was simply described as a classified operation none of the rules of reporting to congress involved are involved were involved and so they began their planning they went to norway which is a great ally of ours and so that's what happened we did a plan with them we had to clear it with sweden and Denmark. I'll leave it to them to decide whether that they were accepted the explanation we were doing exercises in the Baltic Sea for the hell of it. Uh, but so far, I haven't seen much from either of them. What happens is the, the bombs were put in there under the cover of a, of a, a, a NATO exercise. There were a lot of different countries running around um, with divers um, and uh, blowing up things. It was an exercise to go find and chase mines. There never had one, been one before. It actually was whoever in the CIA or in the other agencies that thought this up should get a 
bow because it was pretty ingenious. So in that exercise, the divers went down, did what they were trained to do. They're very good. C4, a couple hundred, whatever the weight is, um, bombs enough to blow up most cities, most buildings in in in, uh, in Washington. They did their job. But here's what Biden did. And this is what I think the ultimate point of the story and why so many people, even the intelligence community, are very troubled by it. What he did is he said, I'm in a big war with Ukraine. It's not looking good. Uh, I want to be sure I get German and West West European support. And I know winter's coming. And if it's going to be bad, I don't want the Germans to say we got to check out because we're going we're going getting massacred. We'll be massacred with no 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 cheap fuel, and um, our, our economy will go bonkers. We're going to check out and we're going to open up the gas line, which they could do. So he took away that option. Seymour Hirsch there. Hirsch first gained recognition, by the way, in 1969 for exposing the My Lai massacre and its cover-up during the Vietnam War, and went on to expose many other big stories, including the US military's torture and abuse of prisoners at Abu Ghraib in Iraq. The White House has called his Nord Stream theory, however, complete fiction, and the Kremlin say it's most likely the truth. Go figure. Something else that must be raised at this stage, however, is this answer from US President Joe Biden at a joint news conference with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz in February 7th, 2022. At this particular time, it was widely feared that Russia would invade Ukraine and the future of Nord Stream was brought up at this press conference. If if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the the border of Ukraine uh, again, then... uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But how will you how will you do that, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. What does seem unusual here is that Chancellor Scholz was standing beside Biden when he made the comment, and he didn't react at all. In March of this year, the German Chancellor met President Biden in Washington. The absence of a joint press conference this time between the two leaders sparked frustration from journalists. But the two men did have a secret one-on-one meeting in the Oval Office. Now to suspect number three, Ukraine. A recent report in the New York Times quotes anonymous US and European security officials who suggested that a pro-Ukrainian group was responsible for the explosions. An investigation by a German newspaper and broadcaster backed up this theory by reporting that the investigators believe the attack on the pipelines was carried out by a team of six people using a yacht that had been hired by a company registered in Poland and owned by two Ukrainian citizens. The team, they say, included a captain, two divers, two diving assistants and a doctor, all with professionally fake passports. German investigators were said to have found particles of explosives on the yacht's cabin table as the attackers didn't have time to cover their tracks. We managed to locate it in the north of Germany. It's a very beautiful, white, sleek leisure boat that has five cabins and, and can comfortably sleep 11 people. What we don't know, however, is who these people were, um, what is exactly their relationship to Ukraine, if they were Ukrainians, and whether or not they have any relationship to the Ukrainian government or any kind of, kind of formal authority. Here's an early response to those reports from Ukraine's defense minister, Oleksiy Reznikov. Uh, for me, it's a little bit strange story because it's not it, this story is nothing with us. It's, it's like a compliment for our special forces, but this is not our uh, activity. Alexei Reznikov there, 
A Swedish investigation, one of several international investigations taking place, suggests that it will be difficult to confirm who was behind last year's attacks on the Nord Stream gas pipelines. But said it was still most likely that a state actor was responsible for the incident. There are other theories doing the rounds too. An oil tanker, for example, that flies a Greek flag, passing through the Baltic at the time, headed to St. Petersburg, came to a complete stop at a site near that of the Nord Stream explosions and drifted around the area for four days. But ultimately, we may never fully know who did cause those explosions in the Baltic Sea. But we do know that the Nord Stream pipelines won't be up and running anytime soon. In the meantime, we'll just have to wait for another twist in the plot. And that report from Mike Hogan. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.